This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rufino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. God dog it, Zach. It's good to be back. (laughs) It is good to be back. It is time to, I'm telling you, to strap on that chin strap, put in your mouthpiece, and go clap some tied cheeks. I've had an entire week of reminiscing, (laughs) getting ready for the Tigers to take hold and take over. It is very, very good to be back. Yes, we missed a lot of last week as (laughs) we were supposed to have a baby this Wednesday. But no, Miss Jewel had to come during the bye week because she wanted to watch the Tigers clap up on some tired cheeks. <laughs> it's true. But yes, mama's doing well. Baby's doing well. Six ounce, literally, fifth, six pound, 15 ounce baby girl. Um giving her mother and I a little scare Monday night after the show. (laughs) Brother just got done editing video. Close is the computer. Megan comes in there and says, hey, it's time to go to the hospital. Buddy, I tell you what, daddy was shit shower shaved and ready to go. I was out the door. I was ready. Were you? Uh, but let me say this. I want to give a uh, thank you to uh, Pooh Bear and Ant who took over the Wednesday show. Um, I'm glad that they were able to do it. I greatly appreciate Ant uh, and uh, Pooh Bear for doing it. Zach said, oh, Mr. Blake, I got a date. Oh, it's Halloween week. Oh, I got a date. Oh. Couldn't even step in for a brother when I needed him most. Oh, Mr. Blake, I got to go on a date with a sexy girl. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, it's good to be back. I see a lot of people in the congratulations um, are in the chat saying congratulations. Jamar, uh, AJ, Go, Paul, 
Thank you guys so much. And Delton with a $50 Super Chat, he says, for the new baby, I'm going to need it. I heard girls were expensive. Thank you so much, Delton. I greatly, greatly appreciate you uh, doing that and sending that to us. We, we, I promise you, my wife definitely uh, appreciates you doing that. So we do got a lot to get into tonight. It is Bama Week. Let's preview it. Let's talk about it. What are some things that LSU, without question, with, without question, and, and Zach, you can put those up there, I'll, and I'll get to as many of them as I can. Thank you all guys so much, and girls, uh, for those. But let's talk about that tonight. Let's talk about why, what LSU, like, there's no questions. Like, they're going to have to do at least these three things to beat up on the tide this upcoming uh, uh, Saturday night in Death Valley. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We'll talk about that throughout the show. Uh, something I didn't have in the in the notes, uh, and, but we are going to talk about it as Blaine Smith uh, brings it here. He said, Harson got fired. Auburn got them a new AD. Will it be prime time? I think it's a long shot, but I will say this. When there is a coaching move or fire, the ripple effect around the country goes about, meaning, Auburn fires Brian Harson. Hypothetically, if Lane Kiffin is their guy, well, then somebody's going to have to go to Auburn. Obviously, that would be Lane Kiffin in this scenario. Well, then somebody's got to go to Ole Miss. I don't think Lane. I don't think that Dion would ever coach at Ole Miss. I think he would say Jackson State. But you get my drift. There's so many different scenarios that get played out here. But I will say this, before we get into that too, we will talk about that before Carter, the power, Bryant joins us. Primetime went on college game day Saturday morning and stated he will always listen, he will always entertain. Auburn fires their head coach. I don't believe in coincidences. Just a personal thing, I, I really don't. If, if something happens in life, and they're related to one another. I just don't believe in coincidences, especially if they're too easy. This one kind of feels too easy. Does Deion leave Jackson State? I doubt it, but we'll see. Money talks, and you know what walks, and especially on a tight rope. So we'll touch on that as well. I mentioned him, but Carter, the power, Bryant, joins us at 7.30. We will talk about LSU and Alabama some of the film that he broke down, some things that he thinks that LSU's got to do to win this game this upcoming Saturday. We will touch on all of those. Also didn't put this in the notes either. Uh, we will talk about the massive week in the SEC. We got Tennessee and Georgia. Obviously, we have LSU and we have Alabama. So the SEC West title is pretty much up for grabs this week. So is the SEC East title. We'll touch on that. And the Saints blanked. Absolutely blanked the Las Vegas Raiders. If we have time tonight, we'll get to it. And if not, we'll get to it. Um, we'll get to it tomorrow. Getting to a couple comments, though, before we get started. Dip says Auburn wants Bill O'Brien. It will be the dumbest move that they ever make. It would it would be the dumbest move that they ever made. And he's not. I, 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 would, I would venture to say if any assistant that has ever been, especially a coordinator that's ever been with Nick Saban that would go to Auburn, it wouldn't be Bill O'Brien. It'd be Lane Kiffin. I, I just, I cannot see Bill O'Brien going to Auburn. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because uh, I will promise you this, Bill O'Brien would not want to recruit at that uh, against Saban in that state at that high of a level after being a head coach in the NFL. He wants to, he wants to recruit quarterbacks and some guys. He doesn't want to recruit like that. You're going to need a massive recruiter. And I will tell you this, if I'm, if, you know, like hypothetically, hypoth because Lane Kiffin can't bring Ed Orgeron back to Ole Miss. He just can't do it because obviously Ed was the head coach there. He just can't go back there. I mean, it's kind of like an unwritten rule, right? Lane could bring Ed Orgeron to Auburn. What he would be, what he would do, I don't know. Would he want to be on the field? I don't know. Does does Ed want to be a head coach? I, I mean, all these questions, I don't know. You get Lane Kiffin and Ed Orgeron at Auburn, they're a problem. They're a, they are a problem, whether you like to hear that or not. Oh, Ed Orgeron this, Ed Orgeron that. They would be a problem, I promise you. So, 
Look, and and somebody brings this question up here. Uh, Jamie says, could Prime recruit at Auburn? You're damn right. He can recruit at Jackson State. Guys, he got the number one overall recruit to go to an FCS school, an HBCU school. And that's not a shot at HBCUs or FCS schools. It's never happened before. You're damn right he can recruit. Because Travis Hunter is not the only human being on planet Earth that would see Deion Sanders and want to do it. The question is, is can he get a staff, a good enough staff around him that can recruit at a high level? Those are all good questions. But I will tell you, I have more confidence in Deion Sanders getting a competent staff around him more than Brian Harson in the SEC. Deion understands the South. Deion's lived in Atlanta. He's lived in Dallas. He knows the South. He, hell, he was in Tallahassee. He knows the South. Brian Harson had never eaten a, a thing of crawfish a day in his life before going to Auburn, and somebody fed it to him on the way to Louisiana. The man has no idea what the South is about. You know that, and I know that. You know that, and I know that. Kenny says Matt Rule would be a good choice at Auburn. I am not a Matt Rule fan. I am not a Matt Rule fan. I think he's kind of, I think he's an out, I just don't like him. I think he's one of those guys that you hire him and then you you fire him in a couple of seasons because you're like, oh, I thought Matt Rule was a good coach. Bullshit, he's not a good coach. He's won a, he, he won at Temple, he won at Baylor, he keeps leaving. He doesn't sustain. He has one good year, he leaves. Can he sustain? Guys, I'll tell you this, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin is probably going to have another 10-win season. We're seeing Lane sustain and have success. I would take Lane Kiffin because he knows what it takes in the SEC versus Matt Rule. Give me Kiffin all day long. Okay, let's get this thing rolling, y'all, though. Let's get this thing uh, uh, started. (laughs) Let me, though, uh, talk about my good friends over at Synergy Resources. Go to their website, SynergyRE. L-R-E-S-L-L-C.net. Give my good buddy Tully a call. Again, at Synergy Resources. We'll be talking about them a lot throughout the year. They're sending your boy over some merch. So give them a call. Let them know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by their good friend. Again, ask for Tully if you go to the website or you give them a call. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, Zach, let's get to our first break. We got a lot to talk about. Let's talk to LSU. Let's talk to Bama. Let's get to it. Next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. All right, I forgot to say this. Zach, this is the rustiness that you have when you miss a couple of episodes. All right, everybody, stop, collaborate, and listen. Everybody hit the like and share. If you're on Facebook, so many of you are watching us live right now on Facebook. Hit the like button, hit the share. Share to your own social media pages. Share to those Facebook groups. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you got one more day. We didn't get the goal. But if we get to 5,000 subscribers, I'm giving somebody $300. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. We greatly appreciate all of you that do that for us. Also, want to give a big shout-out to our good friends over at the TuneIn app. This will be live on radio. Go to the TuneIn app, Believe Sports. Type in TuneIn.com slash Believe, and you'll, get, you'll see us. My big-ass face will be on there somewhere. <laughs> 
So we are live right now on the TuneIn app. We greatly appreciate them and the partnership that we have with them. Okay, Zach, I need you to do me a favor. All the good comments, I need you to just go ahead and star. Okay, because I got to get to this LSU-Alabama. We have to talk LSU-Bama. It's here. It's the week. I said this last week. I said it the week before. I'll say it again this week. And you're probably like, Blake, stop. Stop it. Move on. I will say this. No matter what happens for the rest of the season, I still believe LSU is going to beat Arkansas. I still believe they're going to beat Texas A&M. I still believe that they're going to beat UAB. I still believe that they have a very strong chance to finish this season 9-3. and three. That's where my new projection is. 9-3. and three. If you would have told me, though, in the beginning of the season that you're going into the Alabama LSU week and it's going to be for the SEC West title, guys, I would have taken it. I'm taking it now. What Brian Kelly is doing, what Brian Kelly is building – quite honestly, is astonishing. The culture is changing. The, the, the vibe around the program is changing. The front office and the AD's office is changing. What Brian Kelly is doing in research and injury and technology is changing. It, it has a more technological feel and an advancement that we've seen at LSU maybe ever. Armani Goodwin, one of your really good running backs, tears his hamstring. Brian Kelly and his team do something very innovative, has a small uh, procedure, gets back on the field, he's ready to go. Guys, this this time last season, not only did you have opt-outs, and you weren't playing for the SEC West title, and I get it, but you have guys like Jack Best returning. You have guys like Major Burns, who Brian Kelly announced today that will be returning. It's a massive deal. What's being built with this culture? Brian Kelly also alluded to this today. Guys, I want to build through high school and recruiting. Are we going to have to go through the transfer portal? Are we going to go through the transfer portal? Absolutely. Guys, he's not even do he's doing this with not even a big roster, meaning he's at 64 scholarship dudes that are healthy, healthy or 66, healthy and ready to go right now. What happens when he gets to that 80 number? Things will be better. They should, in my opinion, maybe LSU is a little bit ahead of schedule. They're going to continue to get there. But there is a game Saturday for the SEC West title. LSU, Alabama, primetime, Saturday night in Death Valley. There's three things. I promise you, three things LSU has to do. Now, when I say this, you're going to be like, well, duh, Blake, you got to do this to win any game but it is extremely imperative to do these three things to beat Alabama because we saw Texas almost beat them. They were doing it before Quinn Ewers went out. We saw Tennessee in a victory do it. That It's just what you have to do. The, la, or Two weeks ago, or a little less than two weeks ago, Mississippi State got away from it. They got blanked pretty much. The number one thing LSU has to do and they don't have to really change anything. That's the good thing in all this. They don't have to change anything. What LSU has to do, guys, you've got to hit it minimum, at minimum, four deep shots down the field. And what are deep shots? I'm talking about explosive plays. You have to have four passes that you complete 20 yards and above. Eight, and you can sit in that 18 range. The reason Tennessee beat Alabama, the reason that LSU beat Alabama in 2019, the reason you saw Texas continue to stay with Alabama is because Nick Saban, and I promise you, is a guy who was a defensive coordinator at Southeastern, where I'm from, where I graduated, and in Pete Golding's system, when you start hitting them down the field and you start, you start going vertical instead of side to side, that is how you expose Alabama. You can pop in any film. You can watch anything that Nick Saban has ever done. When you start hitting passes down the field, a la Joe Burrow, who was probably they've already kicked off right now, and Pooh Bear and Zach keep us informed in that game and that score. But you saw Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have that connection down the field. Hopefully Joe does good without Jamar this week. That's a completely different topic. If you continue to do what you're doing on offense – 
with Jaden Daniels, this offensive line, these running backs, these receivers, guys, I promise you, you're going to win. But you have to execute. you got to have just – I'm not even going to say marginally the success you've been having. you got to have the success that you've had the last two weeks. Is Alabama a better team than on the teams that you've seen the last two games? Yes. They are better than Florida, clearly, and they are better than Ole Miss. You've had a week to prepare for them. Going into this, you'll have two weeks. Some things that I'm hearing around the program, your quarterback that you probably bashed over the last, let's say, nine weeks or, or at least seven weeks before Florida and Ole Miss has been in that film room because he understands what it's going to take to take down Goliath. You can say, well, boy, Alabama's got a loss. They're not Goliath. And excuse my French, Now, you didn't hear that because I blanked it out. But I said, your quarterback's been a leader this week. I see some, some things in the chat. I'll throw this one out there. Yes, Jane Daniels this past two weeks has had ice in his veins. You're going to have to complete passes down the field. You have to continue to do what you're doing. Either you're going to complete them to booty, which later this week, I'm going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on this Kayshawn Booty versus Eli Ricks matchup. Inject it in my veins. Blake, Booty's lost a step. All right. You're about to find out what Kayshawn Booty, Brian Thomas, Malik Neighbors, what those dudes are made out of. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm that wide receiver room, and I see number seven across from me, I look at Jaden Daniels and say, look, you got to do what you got to do. Let's win the football game first. But if I'm wide open and it's a 50-50 ball, you throw it right at me because Eli, Rick, Eli Ricks is mine. Bring that shit here, boy. Pause. But that's what I'm telling him. Like my name's DC Youngfly. Bring that shit here. Brian Kelly's got this team believing. Either you're going to get a P.I. with Brian Thomas Jr. or he's going to come down with that bitch. I'm just telling you right now. Sorry I didn't like that without. Number two, don't get cute and fancy. Do not get cute and fancy. LSU has found their identity offensively that's running the football. Don't believe me? There is a guy who literally said it today, and his name's Nick Saban, on his little Rudy Pooh birthday. We got to find, we have to find a way. We have to find a way to slow down Jane Daniels. That's not me saying it. Go listen to him. What has given Nick Saban problems legitimately in all of his losses? Extremely great quarterback play. You're going to need it from JD5. You're going to need it. He's got to be your catalyst. You got to run the football with him in the backs. You got to do extended handoffs. You got to throw to the backs out of the backfield. You got to get creative. You got to be physical up front. Don't be cute. Run you run what you do. Be physical at the point of attack and don't get away from the run. If you get away from the run, you're going to lose. Ask Tennessee about how that happened. I promise you this front seven that everybody fears at Alabama, Will Anderson included, when you take it to them, they can bow down. I saw ten, I saw Texas and Tennessee take it to number 31 for Alabama and him not. Guys, what do you remember Will Anderson's name being brought up against Tennessee? No. Why? Because they brought it right at him. They weren't scared of Alabama. You, you got to be consistent. You got to run the football. Last and not least, and we'll get to keys to victory on Thursday, but here is the ultimate thing for me. The ultimate thing for me, and we're going to go on the defensive side of the ball. You got to tackle in the open field. Guys, if you, if you are sloppy tackling and you let Alabama get loose, it's going to be over. 
Well, duh, but you got to tackle. You're not listening to what I'm saying. When they throw these little screen routes, which they do religiously, when they give the ball to Jameer Gibbs, you got when you're going to have a lot of one-on-one matchups. Everybody on that defense that's going to play at some point is going to have one-on-one matchups with their running back. I promise you. You're, that's just how they step, how they spread the field out. Defensive line, either it's going to run interior zone or it's going to run inside zone. They're going to run outside. They're going to throw them to the ball out of the backfield. At some point, you're going to have a chance to go up against probably the best running back in the conference. If you don't, if you're not surely around him and wrapping up and gang tackling him, you're going to, he's going to make you look like a fool. High effort, high intensity. It's like what they said on Remember the Titans. I don't want them to gain another yard. You got to have that intensity. AJ said that Burrow just threw an interception. Damn it. Mm. 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 Pooh Bear says my... um. Pooh Bear says my my outfit is uh, is ass, so I want to bring him up here and let y'all yes. see his 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 I, outfit. Pooh Bear, what are you dressed as right now? I am a uh, I'm milk and cookies. <laughs> milk and yes. cookies. And we got Master Chief from Halo. Right <laughs> okay, here. okay. What's up, Dilly? I like what's it. Up? What's up? Hi. Yeah, so. I'm milking. Can you do before you leave out of here? Can you say milk and cookies? Milk and cookies. <laughs> That's going on the internet. That's going all over the internet. Now I'm going to bring up Zach. <laughs> it's it's weak. I'm do do this fan. for me, Zach. Do this. Yeah, you look like you 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 look like Doctor uh, Doctor. What's his face? You look like Dr. What's-His-Face. LGZ needs to log off. He said, chocolate milk poo. <laughs> God damn it. That's funny right there. Okay, okay, okay. I couldn't help myself. I had to bring up Pooh Bear. I'm looking backstage. The man's got milk and cookies as his costume. Zach over here looking like a youth pastor from 1987. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm Brian Kelly, actually, believe it or not. I'm dr- I drove a Tesla here to the studio. I drove a Tesla. Oh, God. Milk and cookies. <laughs> Pooh Bear, I swear to God, if we win this week, I'm blasting that all over the internet. This is the reason why LSU won. I will say this. I want to. I, I do want to talk around the SEC for the three minutes before we get to Carter Bryant. We're going to spend a lot of time talking LSU Bama with him. I, I want to say this. Louisiana teams that we follow and love, a.k.a. the Saints, since my baby Jewel was born, they're one to know. The last time, the last time, a Rafino was born in this household. 2019 LSU. Ben didn't know what it was like for a long time to lose to Alabama. Just saying. I give all that credit uh, to Ben and, the, and, and my wife. <laughs> That's what I do. Okay. I want to get to this uh, very quickly around the SEC. Then we're going to get to Carter Bryant. Guys, listen, it's the, it's the biggest weekend, in my opinion, in all of college football. Your SEC West title, we talked about. The SEC East title in Georgia and Tennessee. I, if I'm Tennessee or if I'm a Tennessee fan, I feel a little bit duped here, in a sense. Like, bro, are you really think Georgia's going to beat us by eight? I, I, I don't understand the disrespect for Tennessee. Like, I legitimately don't. That game will probably be a touchdown uh, if I had to assume the spread at kickoff, I, I just don't know. I mean, Georgia's defense is really good, but Tennessee's offense, man, it, it, they are ridiculous in what they do. They can throw the ball all over the field. They can run the ball. Guys, They, you can say Kentucky is ass, okay, and they beat Kentucky handily last week. 
you are not supposed to beat a top 15 team like that. Now, is Kentucky a top 15 team? I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. But I got to say this. I, 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 feel, I feel as if Tennessee is going to win. But if Tennessee does lose and Alabama wins – and Alabama somehow, some way, finds a way to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. I'm not. I am not the person who's an SEC complete homer, but there's not going to be another one lost or two one lost teams in the country, or really any teams in the country that deserve to be in a play. Clemson does not deserve to be in a playoff over Tennessee, guys. They at the time they have faced three, three. Top 15 teams at the time that they played them. LSU's number 15 right now. Look what they did to them. Kentucky was 15th last week. Look what they did to them. Look what they did to Alabama the week before that. The only team in between all of that, they had a bye week, sure, but the only team in between that that they faced was UT Martin. If you want to talk about deserving something, Kentucky, I mean, Tennessee deserves to be the number one team in the country because look at what they've done in their schedule. This is their last tough game. This is their last tough game. They get over Tennessee. I think they can run the table. Okay. We'll get to your comments in just a quick second. We got them all starred up. We'll get to them. But I do want to get to our good buddy, Carter, the power, Bryant. Do us a favor if you haven't done so already. So many of you listening to us live right now on Facebook. Hit the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. If you're listening to us on YouTube, share to Twitter and all that good stuff as well. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. Okay, let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. We'll be back in 45 seconds with Carter, the power, Bryant, talking LSU Bama. Next. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. We're back! You look like the Tiger King. <laughs> Let's go, Blake. It's Alabama week. You look it's like the Tiger where? King. That's who you look like. Uh, uh, what did he used to say? What was the What was the big line in the Tiger King? What was his What was his What was he famous for saying? Carol Baskin. That bitch. <laughs> 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 All right. What's up, man? Good to see you. Good to see you too. Okay, the Smoothie Prince is with us, Carter. I said that there were three big things that LSU's got to do to win. Okay. I think they can beat them. I, 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 I'm just there. And everybody says I'm crazy. Do I think they're going to win? Uh, but they can. Where are you at with this? Well, I mean, when you break this down, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, they, they can. Um, you know, there's a reason why this game is a double-digit point favorite. Alabama, of course, you know, they got the legendary coach. They have the quarterback. A lot of you are very familiar with those two. And then it's not just those two. It's Will Anderson. It's guys that we talked about, honestly, Blake, before the season even began, you know, leading up into this week. And it's funny, when I was at LSU, I would uh, had a really good relationship with Patrick Peterson, right? And every week he would always say how much everybody in that locker room just looked forward to playing Alabama, right? And it's tough because both teams obviously had the bye week and, you know, you have the distraction of all the Halloween parties over the weekend. So LSU players are pretty much accustomed to this. You know, we are accustomed to having these bye weeks before. 
And obviously, Blake, if you just look at the roster from top down, you look at the different position groups where uh, LSU is strong and weak, where Alabama is strong and weak, it does seem to even itself out, especially, you know, if you factor in the true freshman that LSU has been playing at a high level. So we will see, but I do agree with you. This is very plausible for LSU to go out and win this game. LSU's got to have superior play from JD5. That's yeah. how you beat that's how you beat Saban. Carter, I still believe he can do it. What are some keys though? Like what are they going to have to do? Like is there something that they have to like my thing for them defensively. Every all 11 dudes are is going to have a shot to take down Jameer Gibbs. When you're one-on-one with him, you don't have to necessarily tackle him, but you got to slow him down at minimum. Because if not, Carter, they're going to eat LSU alive. Is there something that is like the the, the end-all, be-all that LSU has to do to win this game, though? Yeah, I see some Tennessee fans in the chat. I see, obviously, a bunch of Saints fans in the chat. And obviously, Jameer Gibbs and Alan Kamara are basically the same player. I mean, all, I mean, the way that they look, they both wear the turf tape on the back of the arm, the way that they play. They they really are car- carbon copies of each other. And I one that just way. breaks tackles a little bit more, and Gibbs I would say is a little faster. Is that fair? No, yeah, it's definitely fair. And Gibbs was phenomenal versus Tennessee. I mean, he's just been phenomenal for him. And coming out of high school, I felt that way about him. There's a reason why Ed Orgeron you know, really made a push for him. But you know, he's special. There's no other way around it. Obviously, LSU's linebacker play has been really good this year. Mostly Micah Baskerville. I think Blake, one major key is going to be the other linebacker spot. Will Greg Penn play at a high level versus Alabama? And I think that is going to be huge because Alabama has done a really good job of isolating Gibbs in the passing game um, versus linebackers. It worked big time versus Texas. It's worked big time versus Tennessee in big spots because – as a lot of your viewers, Blake, probably know, Alabama's wide receivers, this is the weakest group that Saban's had in quite some time at this Maybe position. ever. Would you agree with that? It, maybe ever? Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, since Saban has been there, this is probably his least wow group of wide receivers. Now, there's still a top five group in the SEC. But Agreed. There is no Jamison Williams out there. There's no Amari Cooper. There's no Julio. There's Right. There's no Judy or Smith. Yeah, and the kind of scary thing about that, Blake, is LSU secondary, they have regressed some. Notice I said some. There have been some explosive plays that have been hit over the top. And honestly, the Ole Miss game is a completely different game if they hit that shot to Mingo that was wide open. And ironically, Wingo's pressure up the middle helped force an overthrow there. So, you know, for me, Blake, the LSU secondary is going to have to be phenomenal. But – Look, I know a lot of people watch my channel for advanced breakdowns, and we could break down Greg Pinness and special teams that. But honestly, to beat Alabama, just like you said a minute ago, Blake, and you do a really good job of this, it's going to come down to Jaden. He's going to have it's it. it. It's just that simple, right? Zach Calzada played the best game of his life last year, and they beat Alabama. Well, it's because Zach Calzada played the best game of his life, right? Um, and and Carter, he was flawless, right? Like, I mean, he was flawless. Mm-hmm. And and then Hooker obviously was, you know, that was the best quarterback performance probably of the year. Um, and that that's what it takes to beat Alabama. And this is the toughest thing, right? And I brought this up on Golden Boot last night. I'll bring it up here. Shout out Pooh Bear and everybody. But what you have to do as an LSU fan is whenever you watch a game, if you're going to start comparing what Jaden has done versus what can work versus Alabama, one thing that we know Jaden's going to be able to do is run someone Alabama. We know he's going to be able to scramble. We know LSU is going to get some zone read shots. A Saban defense is always going to be open to a mobile quarterback. But what concerns me a little bit, Blake, is let's take the touchdown ball to Jare Jenkins that, you know, Jare made an amazing play to come back Alabama's to. not going to allow that. That that's that's not a shot that's going to work. Now it was a tougher throw because he it wasn't that he was looking left and just waited forever. Um, let let's say another big play in the game, the dump off to uh, Mason Taylor that went for thirty plus yards. Okay, 
the Alabama defenders aren't going to miss that tackle in that spot. That allowed Mason Taylor to yeah, and it was a good play. Don't get it twisted. So, you know, Jaden's going to have to make some big time throws like he did versus Florida, which were tighter window, tougher throws because, you know, the zone read stuff isn't going to be as effective more than likely as it was uh, against Ole Miss. And the second thing, Blake, is this really is one of the first games where you as a true freshman, you're playing against guys that are going to make millions of dollars at the next level. Agreed. So, Someone brought up a really good question to Brian Kelly today. I don't remember who, but whoever does deserves a shout out. You're welcome. What's going to be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what one big thing is going to be the chipping, right? It's Mason Taylor and Josh. Yeah, Williams I think it was Dilly out. Sanders. Dilly Sanders of Two Four Seven Sports. Yeah. <clears throat> shout out the Young Gun man. Um, you know, it, it, chipping is going to be absolutely huge as far as protection is concerned because you know I trust Emory Jones, I trust Will Campbell, but. You know, it's Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. It's it's just that. You know, those guys are going to play in the NFL for a long time. So, you know, Josh Williams going to have to be big. And honestly, Blake, the biggest transition in the Ole Miss game wasn't Jaden. It wasn't anyone else other than Mason Taylor. If he's huge, that is huge for, you know, LSU to beat Alabama. Because when LSU actually beat Alabama in 2019, um, it, was, it was Thaddeus Moss who was wonderful. Uh, for LSU in that spot. So when you play these good teams, you, you got to have great tight end play as well. Here's another thing, Carter. Well, I, I, I'm going to get to Toast's question next. <clears throat> Excuse me. Team Teams that have been able to go vertical in the slot and or, as you mentioned, tight end, whether it's been Pete Golden at Southeastern, whether it's been Nick Saban against Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl, they kill you, Okay. Pete will Pete will never admit admit this. He hates elite wide receivers in the slot. Meaning he like look, <clears throat> Chase is going to get his. You got to stop Jets. That was their game plan. They damn near shattered him the whole game, right with a safety. Yeah. My point is you're going to have to have another good game from Kayshawn. Like this is it. Yeah. You're, this is it. That's a, a, to add to Mason Taylor. Uh, Tug asks his question though. He says, "And since it's four ninety nine via super chat, thank you, Tug." Says, "I don't usually think about transitive properties. The worry I have is how close Bama played Tennessee. Does LSU have it in them to play all four quarters? I don't know. I will say, Carter, they have the ability to play all four quarters because they have the conditioning. The problem for me in that question is they cannot start off slow." If LSU starts yeah. off slow, they're going to get destroyed. I agree. And one thing I one thing I will say, okay, is Nick has not been as sharp as this year. Okay, I, I'm just being as honest as I possibly can. And I've been very critical. He's of Nick pressing. Would you agree with that? He's kind of pressing a little. He is, and I also think, you know, off the field, <clears throat> he has been the rat poison that he talks about. He is a hypocrite when it comes to that because the two biggest distraction stories this year in the SEC, the fight with Jimbo Fisher and, and Prime was Nick. He started it. The Jermaine Burton situation that they're going through right now, it's on Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick if he would have sat him out versus Mississippi State, no one would be talking about the Jermaine Burton story right now. Nick, Nick has not put out off-the-field fires. In fact, he's been the one that started them. But take away off-the-field stuff, on-field coaching in terms of special teams – Alabama has made some big special teams mistakes on the road this year. Flip uh, Tennessee game on its head. The, 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 the muff punt, and then obviously the Arkansas game, they made two massive special teams errors, one of which is entirely on the head coach, which was not playing proper onside kick depth versus a team that was down by uh, two possessions. So it's idiotic. You, all, you, you always play for the onside kick in that spot. So um, it's, it, it's, it's nuts to me. That Saban, of course, it's, it's a liability, right? It's crazy to think that, but he has been, right? There's been some games where he is not coaching absolute best, and he could not figure out what Tennessee was doing. Honestly, nobody can right now, but, you know, the simple truth is this. Uh, if you're Brian Kelly, you feel and hope that he doesn't treat this game any bigger than it actually is, right? Just go out there, be yourself, coach as well as you've coached in these last couple of games, and yeah, 
I think nobody on this planet Earth wants to beat Nick Saban more than Brian Kelly this weekend. Agreed. And, and in essence, it actually becomes bigger than LSU Alabama to Brian Kelly. This is huge for him. It's to Brian get Kelly versus Nick. It's him versus Nick. And he, I, I, I know BK will say, well, it's not that. But BK's a historian of the game, right? Don't you think it itches at him personally that he's not beating the best coach ever? And a lot of other people have. Brian wants this one really, really, really badly. So, you know, I, I, I really hope BK coaches as well as he's coached his last couple of games. Obviously, the adjustments that you have astutely pointed out on this channel um, have been uh, unbelievable, honestly. And I hope BK outcoaches Nick and we get a dub. I want to get to another point, but you brought up something I can't I can't ignore. Carter LSU's getting has gotten so much better from that Tennessee game. It's it's yeah. obvious. It's all on coaching. The one thing you and I I think in our private conversations didn't uh, account for is just how good of a coach he is. I will yeah. I will say this. I don't know about you, but to me, to me, today was his most locked in I'd ever seen him. Like he was as sharp. And it's to the point, and just and, and and what's funny, if you notice, it was the longest press conference he's ever done at LSU this week. Oh, interesting. Okay, I went back and looked at. it. I was like, man, this is going way too long, because usually it's fifteen twenty minutes. Today it was twenty five and you know, almost twenty six minutes, and I'm like, oh, so BK, you know, he 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 made it point because he wants it. I will say this: He can't. Oh, he can't overdo it, though. It's going to be him versus him as much as him versus Nick. He's going to have more times in this one, and it's why he comes to LSU because I think he knows he couldn't get the athletes uh, at LSU. Everybody, hit the like and share for us. We greatly appreciate it. Carter. I'm going to get your thoughts on Tennessee, Georgia, in just a quick second. But I do got to yeah. ask you this: <clears throat> One thing that I think that nobody's going to account for, and I'm I'm using the humanality of this question. I don't think this is going to affect Bryce Young. I ultimately don't think it's going to affect Will Anderson. The crowd is going to play a factor in a young team. They thought Tennessee was loud. Wait till Saturday. It's going to be raucous. How much does that play a factor in you when you're breaking down games? Like, does it ever come into your forefront or your mind? Like, hey, man, they already went to Tennessee, and I know they have experience there now. But, man, I, I mean, they play timid against Tennessee at times. What does the how do you factor that in? Well, Blake, I'm gonna go to the position that you know better than all. Oh, line the snap, brother. Yeah, yeah, and that affects your quarterback. You know, obviously, Um, you know, I I did a for those that want to go see it. I did a 30 minute breakdown on Bryce Young and what I like and what I dislike from the Alabama offense. And um, one thing that I pointed out in the tape, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because you can go look look at it yourself. They struggle with crowd noise or offensive line, right? And Texas, out of their yeah. Texas and Tennessee, Carter. I mean, twice. And what's interesting is obviously Bama's offensive line is filled with, you know, five stars and obviously the best transfer was Steen, a guy that LSU really wanted. It's worked out, okay? But what's interesting to me, Blake, and, and once again, it's very anecdotal, right? And Alabama expert can just, you know, come in and just say I'm an idiot about this. But – I do think faster athletic ends have given those tackles a tougher time than your traditional defensive end, if you will. Here comes Harold Perkins. Harold Perkins. And, you Uh know, what's interesting, so Tennessee's number 33, their linebacker, experienced guy, he's got a Harold Perkins build, right? He's a really good player for them. And he had some really good rushes versus Steen, and he's not, you know, your typical, you know, rush in, and it worked. Right. So I, I I would put Perk in that spot as many times as I possibly can, rushing, you know, Bryce Young's blind side to see what you can get out of it. And one thing I, I'll say about Tennessee's offensive line is they are really good at blocking stunts, but they did struggle to run the football a lot versus Mississippi State. And didn't they have you know, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they have like 20 rushing yards? Like it was abysmal, right? Less than two yards per carry under 40 yards. <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy. Insane. And Mississippi State's defense, as you pointed out, Blake, is very underrated. They're a good group. Um, and look, the simple truth is this, right? This offensive line for Alabama has struggled to run block. 
the key though is, is Gibbs. Gibbs makes a lot of things happen on his own. And you know, it's like I, I'm I'm typically very harsh on running backs. Like I don't like no. I, I I just am. There's not many running backs that really do move the needle, right? It's more of a product of what's around you, right? He's one of those guys that breaks a lot of tackles. If something's not there, he'll figure something out. He's really getting good at to the outside. Stuff. He's the best in the country at doing it, Carter. <laughs> I'm unreal. sorry. It's it's unreal. It, mm-hmm. it, honestly, it's very Camara-esque. So you know, it's 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 a different challenge than you know. And guys like Najee Harris was a Najee was a plotter. Trent was a plotter. Derrick Henry was a plotter. Now they, they'll make you miss, but Jameer is very swift. Right, he's a very, very, very good back. So hopefully LSU will be ready to go. Jason McClellan, their backup, is also a decent back as well. So uh, we'll see. But you know, you look at Alabama secondary; they can be had. They can, especially at the safety position. And you know, obviously, that's what you tweeted out earlier: the Elias Ricks thing. Don't you think the LSU receivers would like the opportunity to uh, Kayshawn? I don't know, say Kayshawn Jamar versus Trevon Diggs have a posterization opportunity. I am visualizing it now, Blake. Brian Thomas Jr. is going to be the person that does it this year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, look, I so I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna I, I know what's gonna happen when I say it, but it's the truth because I got video of it. Brian Thomas Jr. used to give and you know this because I think I showed you the video. Brian Thomas Jr. used to give Eli Ricks all kinds of fits. Speed, physicality, again. Uh, it was ridiculous. Uh, Pooh Bear, I think, said that Bama only had uh, Bama had points and twenty nine rushing yards. That's insane. Twenty nine rushing yards against State is insane. insane. The thing is, though, is it's very difficult to block what they do. Or thirty. So I mean, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. We do have a question here from Hit Hit Stick Productions four nine nine via super chat. Thank you, Hit Stick. Says, do you guys think the lack of execution from Alabama is a sign of things to come? Or will this year ultimately just be a blip on the radar? Here, here's my thing about that about Saban. It's my same thing about Dabo. It's my same thing about Kirby. Guys, I'm not going to overreact to one loss, and I'm not going to overreact if they lose Saturday night. They're a right. very, very, very young team on both sides of the football. No, Carter, not not for me. It's not a sign of things to come. Not for no. me. I, I don't. I can't speak for you. No, they're Alabama. <laughs> no. Right. Uh, I, I trust you. And you, I, as much as the gazillion of viewers that you have, I, I want them to lose and fall apart. But it's not going to happen. It, not right now. It's going to take more than one year for it to fall yeah, apart. I, I mean, look, yeah, I, not to get too much into recruiting. I don't like to get too much into recruiting during the year anyway. But the Julian saying things going to happen, you know, pretty soon. And look. It, it, it's and five stars. If people don't know, Julian Saints a five-star quarterback from California. Yeah, and look, I just think the world of what Saban um, has done there. What, what happened? I just had my first drunk trick-or-treater. Drunk trick-or-treater? Yeah. What did they do? He reeked of that. He was dressed as Twisted T, the what drink. Is, what is he doing? Do- and then he had a, then he had a Twisted oh T. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then he said, hey, you want me to get you one from the car? Well, and do I, I said, need to, do you, do I need to go out there and I said, All no, right. blood, I don't want you to get me a twisted tea because I have plenty of ranch water. <laughs> I, I will gladly give <laughs> give I will I will gladly that give That is the tea. whitest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in up, my life. Up. It is the most Arkansas white woman thing. Snap, <laughs> I went to Harry Snell's thing I've ever heard in my life. Huh? 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 And huh? he was barefoot. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't leave him leave me for him. And he had gray in his beard, babe. Yeah, gray in his hey, beard. Hey, there's nothing wrong with gray in the beard. I got gray in my beard. And I gave him two pieces of candy. I'm done. There you go. Mic drop. Don't worry about it. Y'all show will be terrible. Oh, my God. That was the best part of the show. Twisted T. And I'm out. Carter, I, I really thought you were gonna say I'll give you a twisted tea. That's what I thought you were gonna say. The night is still young. All right, all right, all right. Last question, we'll get you out of here. God dog no, it. They, they God, I'm back one episode and look what happens. 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that was gonna happen. I didn't know uh, Twisted. Why this? I mean, we had we had Lemony Twang. What did we have last week? What had? What did she come in and say last week? I, dude, I, I don't know. She, I, she'll barge into any. Uh, uh, she said something. What did she say? Oh, God, I forgot. Uh, anyway, and then this. I know. I, I have no idea. I said I, I no got idea. me a ranch water. <laughs> huh? 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 Oh, last week was somebody broke their elbow. I broke their elbow. Remember, you were outside the haunted house. You were outside the hospital. Oh no! Yeah, but her sister, her yeah. sister, her sister had her caught. Although she had Tommy John surgery. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so, but um, so, I've yeah. never in my life. Uh, uh, it's uh, the uh, whitest uh, thing I've ever heard. Ranch water. Ranch water. I, I didn't even know there's such thing as ranch water. All right, last one. Let's get to Georgia and Tennessee. Carter, I don't think Georgia's got it in them. I don't. I, I don't. Like I, I don't think they can score enough. I got this is this is me. I got to see somebody slow them down. Because look, okay. Bama didn't slow down. Bama didn't slow. Uh, Georgia didn't slow down Alabama last year. It's. I mean, what are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to tell me that they can slow them down? What and what's slowing them down? They're not going to stop them. So look, Blake. Here's here's what I'll say about this. Right. So personally, you know who I want to win this game, right? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, you know, I, I'd want Tennessee to win, right? Because on your show and every show that I've done, what did I what did I say before the year? Before, because remember, before the year, you said I don't think Tennessee has enough to beat Georgia. But look what you're saying now, right? So here's what's funny. Here's what's funny about it. I personally want Tennessee to win because it makes you look super smart. Like, yeah, it makes you look like a genius, right? And I was I was trying to I went on every show that I possibly could and said Tennessee is the real deal this year. They are the real freaking deal. And you know, some of your viewers sent me messages, hey, what are you smoking? Whatever. I remember but, but you can make a strong case they're the best team in America, especially the way they're defense. Oh, they they are the best. I put them number one in our belief poll. I believed in them. Now, what's really interesting Oh, you said believed, is, like past tense. I still do. But what's really interesting is, you know, Power Hour SEC, a lot of Tennessee fans, like I mentioned last week, they hate me. They freaking hate me for whatever reason. They think I'm an Alabama fan because I did one video uh, about that game. But here's what's really interesting is Georgia, even though they allowed Florida to creep back into the game, that was a really good performance by Georgia, but not a great performance by Stetson Bennett. He looked disheveled. He did a lot of this during the game. There was some communication disheveled. issues. Disheveled. I like that word. And honestly, you know, I so I, I, my two favorite Heisman bets before the year, Blake, was Hendon Hooker and Stetson Bennett uh, before the year to win Heisman. And honestly, I think neither one of them deserve it as much as Brock Bowers does right now for them and what he's doing uh, for that for, catch. For that catch on the sidelines was ridiculous. The, his blocking, his blocking has gotten better, which is really freaking scary. Um, and you know, I, I, I want Tennessee to win because obviously, you know, SEC East, it, it's going to happen, right? I, my, my future bets work, but I, I, I am leaning towards Georgia because I thought they did look really good this past weekend uh, versus Florida, um, but I want Tennessee to win badly. Because do you think they win? I think George is going to win. I do. I think George is going to be able to run on him some Blake. And I just think, you know, that spot for them, they're used to being in this big of a spot. And I think they're going to be able to take care of business in Athens. Also something else that is very interesting about Georgia in this spot for me, Blake. And then, you know, I wrote it down right here. Let me see. Let me make sure. Oh, yeah. How often does Georgia play a big home game like this one? It's rare. It's very rare. Yeah, okay. because there's not a lot of teams in the East that go there. The last one I can think was when Bama, I think Bama went to Georgia during COVID. Well, am, so I, am, I right, am I right there? Wasn't it Bama? Yeah. 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 So 
Georgia. With no fans, Carter. With no fans. Georgia doesn't God. have a great home slate. Their next two years home slate are going to be bad. This fan base is going to be at a different level. And look, there's a lot that I like what Tennessee's doing. You you know I love Josh Heupel. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm leaning dogs for right now. Um, even though Tennessee had their best performance of the year this past weekend versus Kentucky. Um, I just think Georgia's going to be able to run on them some, and I, I, I think Georgia will win. I hate it because that goes against my preseason prediction. So in my in my heart, I want Tennessee to win, but I think right now Georgia's going to win. I do. All right, so what happens to Tennessee if they lose and they win out the rest of the season? Um, I, I think, you know, for me, Blake, you want LSU to win if you're Georgia. Sorry, no, if you're Tennessee. If – Elish, if ten, if, right when Georgia beats Tennessee this weekend, if it does happen, I think it's going to be close. It's going to, you know, come down to field goal kick or whatever. You need LSU to win, and you know, you you want to play, or would you need, uh, or would you need Bama to win? I, I, I think you, I think you would because win. if because Carter, if if Bama wins and they win out and they beat Georgia, Carter, I'm sorry. I'm so, there is no way and humanly possible that you can convince me that Tennessee's better than or Clemson's better than Tennessee. You can't do it. There's nobody in the pack, and TCU's a fraud. They're they're a fraud. I'm sorry, they just are. They're not going to be any team in the SEC of those top three teams. Carter, they, they if if Alabama wins out and beats Georgia in the SEC title game. Three teams in the SEC deserve to be in the playoff. And this is making the college football expansion people hard. Very happy. Very happy. Pause. But I, tell, tell me I'm wrong. Is, tennis, is Clemson better than Tennessee? Yes or no? No. Uh, That's Clemson my point. Georgia, yeah, yeah. Clemson and Georgia are the two best teams in America right now. No, no. Tennessee and Georgia George, are the two correct. best teams in America right now. But what, what, I, what I will say is this. If LSU does beat Alabama, okay, and they go to the SEC championship game and they lose to Georgia, then Tennessee is going to get in, right? Um, because Tennessee will be a one-loss team, especially if they lose a close one to Georgia on the road, right? So that would be the best-case scenario for Tennessee. You want uh, – because Georgia uh, – Look, Georgia and a neutral field versus LSU in the SEC championship game. It's a tough spot for LSU, obviously. Uh, they've but, done it before. You know, they've done it before, plenty of times. But I, I do think you, if you're Tennessee, you want LSU to win out because Georgia versus LSU will be for, you know, LSU to get yeah, into the playoff. Yeah, because you don't want Alabama to upset Georgia and those two teams get back into the playoff. You want exactly. – if you're, right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Makes sense. But, all right, yeah. buddy. We will see you next week. Go drink some ranch water. How about that? Man, ranch waters are just... I, I've never I, had one. It. They sound disgusting. Benjamin, I'm yeah. coming. All right. No, all right, buddy. Later, Cheers. dude. It's Carter Bryant. All right, let's 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 end. Let's wrap this show up. Let's talk about our good friend, Carol Foss, over at State Farm. We're back in 45 seconds to close it out. Guys, you might know my good oh, friend, man. Carol Foss, and all the great service that he provides... Yeah over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. So I can't stay long. <laughs> oh, my God. Breaking news from Arkansas. Film breakdown genius arrested for beating up Twisted T. <laughs> All right, Ben, why are you naked? Oh my gosh! Hey, do you have a new? Do you have a new sister? What's her name? Bajul. 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 You see Pooh Bear down there? Yeah. 
right. You want to go take a bath? Yeah. All right. Let's go take a bath. All right. Daddy duties are calling. We'll see y'all tomorrow night. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Go get your rear in that tub. Later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.